there's nothing personal for me. It's just business. This is the Exit the Matrix special summer Leo season episode. I'd like to welcome y'all. I hope you're having a great Leo season. Summer, summer, summer time. Who really wrote that shit? I don't know, but... You know, it wasn't anything. I'll just say this. <laughs> Does the song really pop without the hook? No. I mean, that hook is... No, it's great. Look, I mean, it's Will Smith's song, it's but that hook... It's a classic. I hate to ever give that motherfucker credit for anything. This dude, let me tell you, just because we have not been on the podcast does not mean Mo Man has not been talking exclusive shit all month long since we've stopped. Rawr. And, and, and this is the thing about Leo season. Everyone's invited. Leo season is not just for Leos. Of course, it is for Leos, but it's also for you. This entire episode, we wanted to just talk about our, our summer, what it's been looking like, and... You know what we do. You know at the end of every episode we do fuck yous and shout outs. So we thought we were just going to give you some fuck yous and shout outs from this summertime because, you know. Shit goes on, bro. So with that being said, uh, we're going to start off with uh, athletes. So do you have an athlete you would like to shout out? I do. I think I know who it might be. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Yo, shout out to motherfucking Jorge Osvaldo, right? Game bred himself. Oh my god. Who is Jorge Masvidal? The mad fucking Cuban. <laughs> oh, Cuban Jesus. Oh, Cuban Jesus. That's it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so like, you know, he a dude that's been in the game for a hot little minute. And, you know, of MMA course, fighter. Dana don't like him because he doesn't fit the clean cut image. He kind of demands of the, the POC people. Now again, right? You can be that Irish motherfucking racist all day long and be an asshole and get title shot after title shot, but apparently only certain people get to be those kind of assholes. Ferna to Conor McGregor, who seems like his antics and all the things he says pre and at the end of press conferences, and, right. and not only doing that, he he's been arrested several times. Right, I think he did do jail time, but yeah. for him, the conversation seems to be always different. And when you have someone like Jorge Masvidal, like who has, if you don't know, I think we did talk about this, was the opening fights. The, 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 he the said straight up he felt like this for, was a step back for him in did. his career. He did, but this this what I'm saying is this dude has been fighting since the Kimbo Slice videos. Right. He was in those same, vi- not fighting Kimbo Slice, but, <laughs> you know, that would have been dangerous for anyone. But he's right. that type of dude. He probably would have gone off, you know, just, just for the love of the fighting game. And he's been in a game for 16 plus years, and now he's, like, moving on to this uh, title shot. Has a new world record, right? Um, yeah. Fastest knockout in MMA history. Yeah. The official time is 12 seconds? No, no, no. 12 seconds so is the official. Five. The official time is five seconds. Five seconds. And it beat the record of six seconds. <laughs> but this is what's funny. It was really two seconds. Unlikely that that record will ever be broken. No, no, no way. No way. Because the only reason it lasted five seconds is because it took that long for the referee to get over there. He was gone at two and a half. A motherfucker would have to have a stroke. Like, like the bell rings and you have a stroke. You just collapse. That's like it. That's the only way that could be. Or you literally, as soon as it starts, you just tap. (laughs) Which leads me to my next fuck you. Okay, let's hear it. Ben, talk all that shit about motherfucking minorities. Probably fucking build the wall ass. You just jealous of me because I'm a privileged white guy doing better than everybody. Like he said this shit out of his own fucking mouth Mm -hmm. and talked all this shit. This is still his middle name. (laughs) Man. 
Ass Grim. But nowadays he should change that shit to Ass Grim. His career looking Ass Grim, bro. You go in there, you talk all that shit, get knocked the fuck out. Five fucking seconds, bro. Like, sleeps with the fucking fishes, man. This motherfucker, for, I mean, was literally, man, boy, backstroking the gut. Like someone had dropped an action figure. Where it's just kind of leaning there with the arm up. It yeah. was a really strange thing to watch. He was crossed up, man. Like, Jesus, his Lord and Savior, man. Yeah. Arms out, fucking feet pinned and shit. Shit was real gruesome, bro. But you said something interesting about something that Ben Askren said where, where he was like, you know, I think this guy doesn't like me because he thinks I'm a privileged white boy from and the And I'm suburbs. making twice the money he's making. Why, Dana? Why was he making twice the money? But let's hold that. Hold that because right? I want to get back to that. The second thing is, is this dude was actually the favorite coming into the fight. And as a person who like, under, I, you know, I'm a big MMA fan. I'm a big UFC fan. And I'm a big combat sport fan. But I don't remember really anybody thinking that Ben Askren was a, a a favorite. He's just too much of an unknown, and Masvidal was such a known. So I think that is also, like, a lot of people lost a lot of money, placing money for the white guy that night. But this, like, statement that white people like to make all the time, like, I'm privileged. Like, they think I'm so privileged. What's up with that? What else would you call it to have, like, a career that's a tenth the size of the person you're fighting and a salary that's twice twice there it's just because i'm better than you it's not because i'm privileged i deserve this who you got all right i wanted to give a big shout out to coco golf who the fuck is that coco golf is a 15 year old black girl oh the one who, to be serena she did not beat serena she beat venus oh i mean still venus is ranked 44th is in amazing. the world venus and is it's still amazing. probably one of the top five Especially women's winners of all time Right? Was this Wimbledon? I think it was the U.S. Open. Oh, okay, okay. She was the youngest finalist in U.S. Open's history at 15. Hey, man, kudos to her, man. And just thinking about the future of the tennis game, you know, the, a bright future. Man, tennis right. is interesting to me, man, because, you know, my good friend Jackson, man, I'm always shouting Jackson out here. He, he's a huge tennis, avid tennis fan. And I always think of Freeway Ricky Ross, man, was an avid tennis player. Was a, uh, was a city champion, was a county champion, an all-met type of tennis player. And, you know, just because, I don't know. I don't know. a different way, man. Right. And I think it, it's just because you don't have, the safety net doesn't exist. You know, I, I can man. imagine when I came up playing football, it was like, you know, nobody really, like you need someone who's going to also help you to get there and help you get the things that you need and like, you have to travel a lot, and a lot of times, especially now when I look at, uh, we're going off into a rabbit hole here, but it's necessary. When you see like basketball players now, they've been playing basketball at a high level since they were five or six years old. Like that's how good you have to be now, and it becomes inaccessible. So it's it's still incredible to me to see a woman like Coco Golf being able to have so much success. You know, because it takes so much privilege in tennis to have the type of coaches to nice. have the type of tournaments to go to to keep doing that and the fact that like she's just out there at 15 doing what she's doing right now like is is some next level shit all right man all right who's your fuck you all right my fuck you is to just this is a fuck you at all times i'm gonna make this quick just all the nfl owners yeah no I'll, at, um, every every them. every time you know i look at 
anything with the NFL, not that I ever watch it, but just when it comes across my everyday, I, I follow like sports pages and stuff like that because I like to watch sports. And I always go down the videos and it's always like anytime it's a basketball topic, it's like, oh, 330,000 views, 481,000 views, 900,000 views. But when I go to the football videos, it's always like 13,000 views, 81,000 views, 12,000 views. And I'm realizing how much the NFL is taking a hit because of the stands if they just have. I haven't watched the NFL in almost four years. It's my favorite sport in the world. I love it so much. And now pretty much my only football fix is like playing football video games, which is a risk for me because I don't know who the players that are good anymore, you know, because I'm not watching the games. They still have not addressed the main And they issues. never will. I mean, that was the whole thing with the collusion clause with, with uh, Kaepernick. You know, it's like, hey, bro, we're going to go ahead and throw you some endorsements and a little bit of money, and you're going to go the fuck away, and you're never going to talk about this ever again. Yeah, and they're, and they're totally ready just to sab- sabotage the whole league. Doesn't matter because they're, like, literally just fucked up human beings. All Descendants right. of people that probably own Owned slaves. other human beings. Right, yeah. facts. Uh, I have a, a general pop culture kind of shout-out and a fuck you. All right, let's hear it. My shout-out goes to Cardi B. Uh, who I respect more and more every fucking day, man. And it's because, you know, she sat down with fucking little fucking uh, everybody's favorite racist grandpa. And, like, she's trying to have those conversations with him to make him more palatable to the fucking uh, youth. And I respect what she's trying to do, the spirit of what she's trying to do. Because in her understanding of where she's coming from the shit, this is the best possibility. If anything, she fails because she doesn't see a bigger world is possible. I agree 100%. And she also was backing up Ilhan Omar. It's really using your brand to go out there and do some real shit. And as far as a lot of these other megastars, because at this point, Cardi is a megastar. Megastar. It's undeniable. Far more than uh, Taylor Swift or right. any of these other artists. She's that, taking stronger stances than any of the dudes in the game. It, it, facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Kendrick ain't out there trying to have no sit down with fucking Elizabeth Warren or motherfucking Cop Malas or, you know. <laughs> right. The best you get from anybody is at, when the presidential race is already set in stone and it's they already have the Democrat nominee, you'll see a, yeah. a couple of those very rich, well-to-do people coming out saying, oh, you need to support this Democratic nominee. Yeah, you see some but, weird shit, man. I remember uh, in 2016 when your boy, Pusha, was out there trying to sell motherfucking Tim Kaine. Yeah, man. What so the fuck. fuck was that shit, man? Fuck you. Uh, my fuck you, and this is an odd one because I actually have a lot of respect for this person as an actor. I think this person is an incredible actor and is capable of doing any uh, almost anything. I'm looking very forward to the new project that they've kind of deboed their way into, but they getting the fuck you for the fact that they deboed their way into it. It's going to shock all y'all, but I'm going to say it right now. Marshahala Ali. <gasps> That's right. Oh, look, bro. Look, no, no. I get it, right? He wanted to play Blade. Blade is one of the iconic motherfucking black superheroes. But you know what you do? When Kevin Feige and all the motherfuckers hit you up and they like, hey, bro, we want you to play Cottonmouth. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, you play the uh, Kevin Feige. I'll be uh, Marshahala Ali. So, uh, Marshahala, I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, you know I'm uh, a nigga. You know. That we love people of color over here at Marvel. Yeah, I'm really good for your demographics. Yeah, and we would like to put you in uh, uh, one of our 
TV shows that are on Netflix. And before you say anything, I just want to talk about it's Luke Cage. We're in. Am Harlem. I gonna be? Am, am I Luke Cage? You're not Luke Cage. You're gonna be a villain. You're gonna be Cottonmouth. Um, and how about Blade? All right. Well, uh, we're also Sony is gonna be working in uh, collaboration with us. Okay. Okay. We're gonna be making, I'm gonna be, be Spider Man. You're not gonna be Spider Man. You're gonna be Miles Morales, who is. Uh, the new Spider-Man. I'm going to be Miles Morales? Uncle. You're going to be his oh. uncle. Who is also a super villain as oh. well, but we don't find out until... How would about, you not be down? How about Blade? And that's how the fuck you do that. You don't fucking take Cottonmouth and then take motherfucking the Prowler and then be like... We want you to play Blade. I'm, how I'm, about Blade? Yeah, not Greedy you ass. You could have turned it. down two of them roles, let two other up-and-coming fucking black artists get a fucking spot, but your greedy ass took three motherfucking roles fucking with all kinds of continuity and shit. Yeah, but look, look what they've done with, with Josh Brolin, man. Not even close. You're talking about going from being in Fox to being in fucking Marvel? Bruh, he was Thanos and Cable. That's real. That's real. Those I, to are me, it's different huge companies, bruh. Cottonmouth. And Miles Morales' uncle, what is the, the Prowler. Prowler? The Prowler. They're not huge characters. Like Thanos is, of course, one of the biggest characters in Marvel history. Cable period. is a huge character. Cable is a huge character Only in the X Men universe. For the fucking X Men, man. The X Men universe. The yeah, X Men sure. universe is oh a, is a portion you of just Marvel. Change your views based on nah, hey, what you're if trying I'm being to honest, prove. Nah, if I'm being honest, Josh should have turned that shit down too, bro. Yeah. It's unsightly to be in two films at the same time, even though it's not theoretically the same cinematic universe. They're from the same intellectual properties, and it can be confusing for the fans. Yeah. He, Josh Brolin should have turned it down. Yeah. And again, right, I feel like he did a great job as Cable. I feel like he did a great job as fucking Thanos. Do I feel like Marshall Ali will not do a great job as Blade? Of course I do. I know he will. He's gonna do a. It's gonna be a great movie. I can't watch. I can't wait to see it. But at the same time, you is a greedy nigga, and I'm calling your ass out. You know what would be tight is if they could still somehow put Wesley in there. Yeah, Wesley better find a way to be up in that shit. And I know yeah. Kevin Feige, we looking at your ass. Yeah, we are. Wesley has been very gracious about this shit. And you already know, Kevin Feige, I can do a great impersonation of you. So I'll be out here, you know. Throw some deep fakes out here. Do the right thing like Spike Lee, motherfucker. My shout out is going to be for uh, my artist section is going to be Lil Nas X. And That's my nigga, man. I really, really love that dude, bruh. What a good fucking hearted human being, bruh. I totally agree. Uh, we, we have an episode where we talked at length about Lil Nas X. Yeah. And I think it was probably a approaching the number one song in the yeah, country if it wasn't already then, there it has become the longest number one in billboard history still number one holla when we talk about challenging the status quo with the type of fame that Lil Nas X has you talking about first of all a song that will never be beaten in terms of the country charts there will never be a country song that will be that dominant in the public mass music world like Old Town Road. So that we 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 locked that up. That's all the way locked up. Number two, I think it's still number one right it now. It's definitely still number one. I'm still not tired of that song. And three, if you follow this person, if you follow Lil Nas X on Twitter, you are getting gems constantly. 
You're doing a lot of work, bro. I think the last thing was like, yeah, it's okay to steal from rich people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's not, it's not, he's just coming out there and he's like slowly challenging the status quo as an artist who has the number one song in the country for 17 plus weeks. That's pretty dope. And you're talking about Cardi coming out and doing some of these things. And I hear so much shade on Cardi, bro. So much yeah, shade. Yeah, no facts. And, um, you know, I don't know how people, I remember Davey said that he thought Lil Nas X was corny and disagree with him in that regard, but. I mean, Davies is a competent artist, right? But, like, that shit starts to sound like jealousy to me. Yeah, it really you feels really like mad Your ass didn't get on any. Exactly, exactly. So uh, these, are the, these are the big artists that, like, that are in the, the, the mass populace that I think are doing good work. And I, I would just put Lil Nas X in there as well as Cosign and Cardi B. Who you got to fuck you for? All right, man. my fuck you. This is like, I don't want to kick a, what is it, you know, kick somebody when they're down? He's never um, down though, is he? Yeah, I guess not. I gotta give a fuck you to Chance, <laughs> Chance the rapper. We've been talking about this for a long time, and Billy Tuggle, cover your ears. Uh, I think it's important. Channel what you do for fun, smoke a blunt. I think you need to open up your ears. Spades everybody. with the Joker, me and Oprah just might go for lunch. Uh, and probably already have. <laughs> um, but I think that there's the neoliberals attack. There's a perfect. I think summary of what I'm talking about when I talk about uh, Chance's new album. First of all, I think it's called "A Big Day" or the "The Big Day" or something like that's a right. t- terrible title. Hey, do you see the shit where uh, where uh, like he blaming like when you make an album that's not about misogynoir and and drugs and rapping and niggas is like fuck that like nigga was you literally not just on G Herbo shit doing some real ignorant shit. So you judge ignorant niggas now, huh? That's where we at. Right. And he's just, it's just whatever for him. And there's this, A, there's been this conversation of like, oh, Chance is doing it without the label. He's doing it without the label. Check. He had a song of one more label. And it's like, bruh, just because you may not be signed with a label doesn't mean someone isn't controlling and running your career. The same uh, exact yeah. thing that a label would do. And I think it was really disingenuous and misleading to, to talk about that and to like continue to um, further that narrative when you knew that wasn't true. And the second thing is, is I think that he's sort of Macklemore leaving or not leaving, but literally being ignored in the music scene has sort of left this this vacuum for it's a like lame for corny niggas that type of rap music. Mm. And and what I was saying is, what was encompassing it was there is a video on YouTube of like a little white kid and his dad straight up like rapping every single lyric from one of Chance's songs. I haven't heard it, and I mean that's just like. It, it's what happens when you try to be palatable to white people and you try to be palatable to like this like neoliberal ideology. It's going to backfire on you because real motherfuckers know, you know, you were a king of Twitter. You know, people were talking about you in such high regard. And it's like when you get on, it's like, OK, now I'm going to leave those fans and try to get this other demographic. But you're not expanding your demographic. You're just changing your demographic. And why would you want to go run out there and chill with them? And also, man, the whole thing where he was talking about, you know, like, don't uh, black people don't always have to be Democrats. Like, there's so many things right. wrong like, you're with what you're saying. You were so close to being right, bro. You were so close. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, black people don't owe the Democrats any type of fealty. And Malcolm X talked about this at length in his wonderful speech, The Bullet or the Ballot. But to, like, provide cover for fucking Kanye's fucking crazy-ass antics and shit. Like, I get that we all one happy Chicago nation, bro. But sometimes you could do better work by just shutting the fuck up. Uh, I got a shout-out to uh, my homie uh, Ajamu Baraka. 
who I fucking love so much. A lot of people have not heard of this person, but this guy was the vice presidential candidate uh, in 2016 on the Green Party. You know, everybody just focused on Jill Stein because, you know, they either love her or hate her, but people didn't focus on Ajamu, who was fucking brilliant and has just continued to drop bars. You know, he's got a huge career that stands up to just making lifelong decisions that really elevate black life, right? I thought this week he had an incredible quote. He was talking about, wait, I'm supposed to, like, go to bat for all these feckless-ass black Democrats that's been in Maryland that have been fucking bankrupting these cities on a neoliberal agendas that have not helped black people. I'm supposed to automatically be on their side now because fucking, because fucking Air Cheeto came for them? Nah, fuck that. I've been talking shit about these dudes, and I'm going to keep talking shit about these dudes. Cheeto are racist, but it don't change the fact that these motherfuckers have been doing malfeasance and a disservice to the black communities at large for their whole fucking career. So I felt like that was like, damn, bro, way to fucking go in right now. Because, like, all these motherfuckers want to run to the the fucking defense of these dudes that have done terrible, terrible governance. Terrible governance, but they pockets is fat. You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to fucking be at their side just because they black? Nah. Just cloud chasing, man. And you have to you have to applaud people who don't uh, follow that ideology. Uh, and in that same vein, my fuck you, Perpetual, goes to Tim Weiss, <laughs> who has once again created some viral marketing campaign talking about, you know, we can't defeat Trump by butting what he says. Yeah, fucking great brilliance right there, bro. How about get to the root of the matter? We can't defeat Trump because he is purposely whipping up racist fewer that invites people who are no longer invested in the American electoral process to feel like, hey, no, that's right, bro. If he gonna tell the black people to fuck off, if he gonna tell the Mexicans get the fuck out, if he gonna tell the fucking Muslims we'll fucking kill you, hey, shit, I'll vote for that. It ain't nothing about talking points to rebut like that. That's the most inane, banal bullshit. But I'm sure he got his five thousand dollars an hour to say the most obvious fucking bullshit that any person of color that does racial theory could have told you in five fucking seconds shout out to you you fucking money chasing cloud chasing piece of shit honestly just conversations that are just huge waste of times um i have a shout i don't want to give a shout out to mike gravel that's kind of the downest white dude in, yeah. in the in the democratic it really right is now. man it's like it's like what I it, I feel about him, I think the way that some people feel about Bernie. You no, know but he's saying? who Bernie thinks he is, right? right? No, totally, that's a totally, fucking fact. Totally agree, man. There's and a if, reason why they never gonna let his ass in the debates, bro. No, and I heard he got the donors too. Yeah, he did get the donors. And he made the money. Yeah, that's pretty tore up, man. Yeah, and half the man, half yeah, Marianne is. Williamson. I mean, she's a fucking faith healer. They let her be in the fucking debate, but Mike Gravel can't be in the debate. Yeah, I mean, it, well, of course, I can't endorse any of these dudes, but. He is the closest to a cosign that I've seen. Right. Well, I think, you know, often about like if I, you know, because I think about voting a lot and I don't think I've, I've really wrapped my mind around exactly how I feel about it. You know, I know I, I think I know, you know, that I'm very conflicted about it and I'm trying to find a place. Man, vote just because you could be on juries, bro. I know you feel that way, but I'm just talking about voting in general. Like, I, I mean, you. of course, yeah, but to get on the list. So I always think about that and I always think, well, maybe, 
you know, that is someone that I could vote for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to him and just and just having conversations that people are not having and talking about the American the, Empire, bro. Reparations, yeah, straight he's up, a badass. He's bro. he's completely. He's talked about reparations. He's talked about mass incarceration. He's talked about the real issues that people are talking about. Like, not to say this person is like not my savior and not one of the like radical people that I deal with, but just in terms of the people that we all just talked about, especially the Democratic nominees. This is one of the most radical person in the Democratic. Democratic Party and is definitely the most radical person on that stage. So big shout out to him. And um, I, I I don't know like how really to to enter into the subject, but just a humongous fuck you to Jeffrey Epstein. This motherfucker's not long for this world, bro. One way or the other, he is not long for this world, bro. He knows too many fucking secrets. I'm not going to name the people that are on the list, but we know who they are. The names on that list are substantial, and they go through. They go from each spectrum of the political party. They go through each spectrum of the artistic Hollywood circles, um, and he you, was a pimp. I Let's mean, be straight honest up, about it. He, he was a straight up pimp. He was a straight That's up. That's what his service was on a global scale. He's real life Littlefinger, bro. Whatever it is you need, I can fucking procure you that. He's a real-life Littlefinger, bro, and it's hard to ever feel sorry for what happens to Littlefinger. And what's so fucked up is every side is pointing and saying, oh, I never liked him. I, 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 that's really yeah, weird. Yeah, the niggas that you was dying for. Motherfuckers wanted to disown you for not fucking with the Clintons, but the Clintons was fucking with Epstein. Heavy. Motherfuckers, you know, want to be like, oh, Trump just tells it how it is. Yeah, you running with this dude who's got these little 13-year-old girls and shit. Like, and again, right, this is why I'm not affiliated with party, because I don't ever want to have the blinders on where I can't be like, nah, that dude is fucked up. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, some, some uh, on a personal level, like, just regular, regular people that's in our world, bro. So, like, for me, man, I gotta, I want to give a shout out to Reggie Kabiko, a uh, fucking phenomenal artist, uh, great, great activist, uh, and he's done pretty much everything that and can be done. relentless. He's you know a relentless saying? artist and a relentless community uh, organizer. I just support this motherfucker a three thousand percent, and uh, he's going to be having a what is it, the Asian American Poetry Festival this weekend. I hate that that's happening in the same time as the uh, Poets in the Park picnic, and we got a bunch of uh, poets is going to try to swing through to both. So again, it's no competition, man. I wish I would have known. I would have put it in a different time, but you know, again, man, I just all of the salute in the world for you, man. I fucking love your grind. I love your spirit and heart. And, uh, man, just 17,000 more people like you, bro. Facts. I'm also going to give a shout-out to Rudy Francisco, who's keeping the, trend, the the tradition of the iWhips alive. Yeah, and iWhips, of course, the individual world poetry slam uh, that Rudy kind of picked up, you know, and, yeah, uh, and made it a thing it. again. And it's going to be better under him than it ever was. Facts. No question. And just to, you know, just to co-sign both of those and also just to reiterate, you know, how much Rudy has done for the game of spoken word and slam in a larger setting, and then to continue to come back into right. the subculture. Because you don't have to at all. Rudy and, is great. And most people don't. Not no. that there's that many people that have had that tremendous amount of success right. from Slam. Well, actually, it's probably starting to get a lot larger. But, but nobody's done what he's done. Nope. I mean, again, like, it's in a... No, I'm not even going to start naming names because nope. it's going to look disparaging. Nope. He's done more than anybody else. All right, let's see. Uh, shout out to all of the people working to improve their communities as much as themselves. Because, like, you you know, the, the real work starts with yourself. But if you only ever work on self, it starts to get a little selfish. Being selfless starts with giving some love to yourself, but then you have to keep that love train going and do for others. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of cats out there really doing that. 
You know, and they, look, the world is never going to chase your clout like that. The world ain't never going to put you up on a pedestal like that. But I respect the shit out of all y'all that's doing it, man. And y'all, you know, it's too many of you to name. But just know, we, we see y'all, man. We respect y'all. You don't get a lot of clout from looking within. You don't get a lot of clout for, you know, an, an avid evaluator of yourself and what's around you. But it's the reason why people want to hang out with you. It's the reason why people call you for, you know, guidance. It's the people why, you know, if you fill in that, check on your strong friend, all of that good stuff. Fuck you, the D.C. government, for taxing such exorbitant fees to rent parks, which should be covered and should be free for any motherfucking citizen and allowed based upon a constitutionally guaranteed right to to assemble that's to my fuck rent a park in washington dc for what was it like seven or right. eight hours right it was like 210 dollars just to show up at the park yo i pay taxes yo that shit should have been covered fuck you to the 19 year old terrorist who shot up the goddamn garlic festival the garlic festival see we've all seen this before man when people talk about it, it's just Rhetoric is not rhetoric. The fact that we have Congress looking to label Antifa right now as a terrorist organization when literally what they do is stand to oppose fascism, but we don't see any fucking movements against fascism, that tells you literally we are embracing the era of fascism. And these type of attacks are only going to become more, viol- more, more violent and more, more, uh, more numerous. It's so interesting to me like when you talk about how the Republicans feed their base constantly with rhetoric and things like that mm-hmm. like but the- also actions by criminalizing antifa that's something that the republican base wants to see you don't see democrats trying to criminalize fascism no or criminalize like neo-nazis or like the, that, those exactly. type of organizations you know what i'm saying they readily have people who are a part of these like white supremacist groups republicans part of their do parties. for their people yeah they really do and the democrat you're looking at antifa with literally they punch i'm not Nazis. antifa like, these, these yeah. Democrats are so feckless, bro. I think about Cory fucking Booker. Like, I refuse to meet with, with fucking, uh, was it fucking Louis Farrakhan. It's like, well, first off, Farrakhan's not even super duper relevant anymore. Like, he's done a lot of work, and I respect that for what it is. He has a lot of views that don't coincide with mine. And I feel like, you know, he could take some guidance on shit. But I feel like if I'm going to be the president of America... Not of not least of which being a black person, the least I can do is sit a person down and be like, hey, bro, here's some shit you maybe need to hear. This motherfucker got no problem sitting down with fucking the president of APAC, talked about they text each other like fucking uh, teenagers and shit, but you can't sit down and talk to Farrakhan? Like, again, and this ain't even a person that carries that much weight in the greater black community. Like, it's not the fucking 90s no more. We're like, well, you have to have this shit sanctioned by Farrakhan. But to, like, automatically throw that shit out there, like, no, I just need all of the good white people to know that I don't don't associate with unsavory Negroes. People just subscribe to whiteness. It doesn't matter right. if you're white or not. You can still subscribe to it. Um, I have a um, a fuck you, man. And this is a fuck you to libertarians. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, this was, um, yeah, if, you, okay, if, you, if you follow us or you fo- if you follow us on Instagram, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, we just post woke shit. We, we post memes, really. I mean, it's mainly just we try to keep it light, just like the show. We tell you real shit, but we try to keep it light. And that's what we do on Instagram. And for some odd reason, they're just always like, these libertarians that because we're so like anti-democrat they think we roll with they shit and it's not just them but they're definitely one of them so like i had posted of course we talk we talk endless shit about capitalism 
you know, so see me if you want to see me. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do what they're doing. I'm just saying I got to expose y'all because y'all some hoes. Motherfuckers need to understand. I'm really good with hunting with this shit, bro. Yeah, and it's like even me, man. I'll I'll, I'll handle it, and then I only call you out as a big gun. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I usually can handle it. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? If I I got a little pistol, I got some I'm I'm working with. But if I need to, if I need to bring out the chopper, if I need to bring out the shoddy, then I will call out my big homie. Um, But just like we just had got into a conversation, and like I do be trying to educate these people I, you know just out of like and I respect that man cause you yeah. know my instinct is just to block their asses right right and that's probably maybe we'll see we'll see I, I'm always evolving my no, man, thought process I appreciate process. you because you help you help uh, you help smooth out my uh, jagged edges yes shout out to jagged edges the group as yeah. well um, <laughs> looking at me anyway no, I think it's 112 anyway wow <laughs> <laughs> wow um but uh man we just got into some argument on here and just like this dude literally says if you can't afford to educate or provide health care for your offspring then do not have them and people don't understand maybe but that's a eugenics argument that is a very powerful white supremacist argument it literally stems from fucking nazi ideology only the wealthy should be allowed to breed. And when you're the privileged class, you don't ever imagine an opportunity where it won't be you. And you can say that shit and I even see the inherent racism of that statement. These people can pick out, like, s- secret societies or right. large corporations or they know a lot about how the, the government works and how, like, politics work. But they still are so far behind well, when it comes to... Well, because they're not doing good root cause analysis, and that's just something that they're not... They just they just think that they're so smart, and yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to tell you I'm smart, but what I do do is I pay attention... You said do-do. What my duty to do... <laughs> um, you know, you try to follow the people who are on those revolutionary tracks because they do a much better job of just pointing out all aspects of things. And and and, and these dudes, like, they only want to evaluate the things that that are affecting to them. Like, it, this affects me as a a, a poor white person. Right. Or this affects That's me... 90% of Bernie Sanders' fucking fan base and shit. Yeah, and it's like, still say all of that, but not acknowledge, you know what I'm saying, like, white supremacist... Ideology. They never imagine it's really that big a deal. I mean, they just, they just don't. Yeah. So just to fuck you to them, man, and, and just fuck all of you. Just just stay away from our Instagram. Okay. I mean, here's the thing about libertarians, right? Like, if if you really believed in that, right? I don't see then how you couldn't be very very severely for estate taxes because if it's all about the strength of the market and the strength of the individual to survive and their skill then why do motherfuckers need to be gifted with seven billion dollars at inheritance right like if it's really that let the government take it all when motherfuckers die and then let's see who can really get it right like then i'll be with you with your libertarian bullshit but when motherfuckers can literally i remember in arkansas when i lived there bro and sam walton died and he left his five kids $5 billion each. What the fuck did they do to be worthy of $5 billion? They'll never have to worry about their fucking health care ever. Not ever in life. It's not even possible to fuck off money like that. Yeah, and to not acknowledge that not only is that capitalistic, but also racist, you know? Like, right, 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 right. 
Also, how can you be against garbage men? How can you be against libraries? How can you be against roads? You need taxes to do those kind of things. I don't have problems paying my fucking taxes. And I, you know, I really have a real problem with people that feel like taxes are something we should be against. No, I'm against wasteful use of my fucking taxes. Yeah. Do things to make my fucking culture better with my tax money that I'm obligated to give you. Yeah. Don't go off and dump, buy dumb shit like $80 billion planes that can't even fucking fly. This is a good segue because I have one shout out. It's sort of a fuck you, but it's sort of a shout out. I want to just give a shout out to the movement in general. Woot. Uh, and um, a fuck you to ICE. Fuck ICE. Break ICE. Crush ICE is some bullshit. Crush, Crush it. it. But yeah, a, a blank was last week or two weeks ago, there was like all these different ICE raids Man. that were taking place all across the country in major cities. And they were just the, I feel like the community did a really good job of getting that information out, letting know when they were going to happen. And, you know, all, a lot of communities really came together to, like, protect undocumented people. A whole lot of poets, bro, that I know in the game got arrested, bro. Like, people that came up through Slam and, uh, <laughs> what did Paige say? Uh, people who have engaged in Slam. Engaged in Slam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shout out to all of them, man, for yeah. real, for real. Facts. You know, this was something that was really interesting to me because if you know the president that was um, in office before Donald J. Trump, the uh, deporter in chief. Oh, the um, guy that built all of the cages. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Mm. You know, I remember when the ICE raids happened while he was, while while that particular person was mm. in office. And I just remember talking to, I mean, a very, very good friend of mine, a person I think a lot of people respects. And I brought that when we were having the conversation about, you know, the ICE raids and all those things. And I had mentioned, you know, like, well, the ICE raids that Barack, when Barack Obama did them were much more successful. And he deported more people in the first three years of his presidency than Donald than Trump did. any president in the history of America. Facts. And it was just like, yeah, well, those, you know, those, that was different. They weren't dreamers or they weren't this and this and this. And it's like, how, how come we can go so far and have motherfuckers <laughs> overlook what happens with their team, bruh? Yeah, they're joiners, bro. They're joiners. They really are. They really are. And like this whole conversation about like how people are being kept at the border, like bro, that's been happening. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I just it's just beyond me. And I just think of how much, how more successful those ICE raids were because people were not paying attention to the presidency like they do when Donald Trump is in office. So a, a big shout out to the community. For doing that, but also a, a not a fuck you, but a do better to the community of like when these de- de- uh, Democratic presidents come out or these Democratic nominees come out, like continue to hold them to high standards. Don't just say, oh, they're better than Republicans and just let it go, because a lot of people were hurt under that administration and a lot of undocumented Lives people were, were changed hurt. irrevocably. Families, thousands, tens of thousands of families were irrevocably changed by those policies. And that's a person that we like the Democrats worship so much so that Joe Biden is about to be uh, is, is a front runner, a front God, runner, a person what? who's basically a Republican. What a fucking terrible off, fucking off off this like view, this like heroism that Barack Obama was. And it's just like not OK. And we do need to get past that. I need my Democratic friends to get past it and do better. Yo, guess what's happening this Saturday, bro? What's happening? Motherfucking poetry in the park picnic. We promised it is going down, bro. I can't fucking wait. Uh, yeah, Fort Lincoln Park yeah. in Northeast Washington, D.C., uh, we'll probably be there early, but uh, we'll start what around one o'clock, maybe yeah, two yeah, o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just be hanging out, making food, 
vegetarian friendly, meat eater friendly, vegan friendly, all of the positive human beings will be there. We're doing poetry out there. We're gonna do some poetry. You know what I'm saying? I might bring the katan out there. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Jams. Uh, We we hope that you come. We we hope that you show up uh, and do some poetry with us. Yeah. We love you guys. We love you. And oh, okay. So we just do want to announce. We do want to announce that we will be back. On September 10th, back to our normal schedule of weekly podcasts, but like we had to take the summer off. Had to let the life happen, had to let the world happen, you know what I'm saying? You know, and uh, there's lots more things we want to talk about. I just want to let you know right now, we ain't going a motherfucking place. We ain't going nowhere. We will be here. Yeah. On that, you know, yeah, exactly. But no swine, though. No <laughs> juicelin power, no swine. But we are gonna go ham. Um, so yeah, I I just want to reiterate that we are not going anywhere. We're so excited and so happy about how this program is growing all the time, every day. You motherfuckers are the realists. Y'all the realists. Follow us or follow us our Instagram at uh, Matrix Podcast and follow us on Facebook at Matrix Podcast. Blah 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 blah. Is that all you got to say? Blah blah. <laughs>